0: Welcome to Ignition, a radio show podcast or broadcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and uh, as warned, last week, Father Dickinson is not here or promised, whichever way you look at that, um, Father Dickens not here. So instead, I have my standby and I have to use the word because I always do, illustrious, <laughs> not, not old, illustrious co-hosts.) <laughs> Renee Leach. Hello, everybody. And Kevin Miles. Hello, everybody. I'd huh. say it's good to see you both, but then that'd be lying. To
1: <laughs> <get a good laughs> I just want a question. Warned everybody
0: last warned week. Everybody, you warned, warned everybody. warned everybody. Did <laughs> you
2: warn them that we were coming or no, just that no, Father Anderson was going to be gone?
0: Please don't turn that dial. Um,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you. Don't stop the podcast, depending on how you're listening. So uh, we're we're gonna gonna be talking today about the church in Acts of the Apostles. The church, what we read in Acts of the Apostles. But before we get into the topic and before uh, I allow uh, my illustrious co-hosts to um, speak eloquently about this particular topic, (laughs) I want to remind you that we welcome, if you have questions, if there's a question that Kevin or Renee or I don't address, I think it was poor grammar, but we're going to go with it. Uh, please email me, at org. C-B-U-R-G-W-A-L-D at sfcatholic.org. If you have questions, if you have ideas for future episodes, if it's something that we say that, you, know, I'd like to hear more about that, uh, let us know. We always love f- listener feedback, and we love um, any questions that you might have and ideas for future topics. So with that, Kevin and Ray, let's get in. Let's do this. Let's <laughs> do, do this.
2: this. <laughs> Okay, so
0: so so we're in the we're still in the midst of the Easter season, and and throughout the Easter season at daily mass, the first reading is always from Acts of the Apostles. Um, I'm going to ask you guys something, and then I'm going to ramble on for a bit so you have time to think about an answer because I didn't ask you this before we started recording. Why do you think he does that to us why, all the time? Why do you why do you think that is? So what we, 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 we're reading here at Easter, we, we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And then for the next seven weeks, seven weeks, seven weeks, we hear at Daily Mass, um, in the first reading, we hear about what happened 40 days later uh, and 50 days later. So the ascension the, uh, uh, of, of Jesus um, and then Pentecost and then the life of the early church for the next 20-ish Years, Acts tells us what happened in the early church from uh, the time of Jesus around thirty three till around give or take around the year fifty. And 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 if if you read the Acts of the Apostles, if you're reading the readings at daily mass, we don't get every detail. It's not a and it's not a it's it's a relatively short history. I mean, if there are history books for the church that are much. Longer for shorter, shorter periods of time. So, but why do you think um, either of you, both of you, why do you think that the church uh, gives us these readings after Easter for the for the Easter season to hear about what 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 happened in in the the first days of the church?
1: Well, it's because it is the first days of the church. It's the first. It's the it's the uh, the work of the Holy Spirit within the community within the twelve. It's it's a part of. Um, it's a part of the whole that you need to put the Gospels in order. And, it, you know, it, Acts is, in my understanding, is connected to Luke. Right. And and it, it carries our story even further down the road of what the disciples, uh, the apostles, were doing and and how they're reaching out to the community that they were at. And it's it's a fascinating story of how our church began to evolve and realize itself.
0: Okay. Ready?
2: Uh, and I think it also provides for us— Maybe a call to action is as to an example of how we as Christians should be going out into the world and evangelizing, and and it's very descriptive on what they did and how they did it and how persistent they were and and the trials and the tribulations they went through. But
0: isn't that true year-round? I mean, shouldn't we be hearing year-round about what happened in the early church? Shouldn't we year-round be—why is it particularly during— well, because this Easter is still season.
1: Jesus is still finishing the message. Right. He he hasn't risen in, in within Acts. He 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 leaves them. Right. You know, the beginning, and so he kind of establishes them now as the role on earth, and and to carry things out. So I mean, it's still it's just like the four Gospels are where Jesus speaks. Here in the Acts, Jesus does speak, and he institutes and he, and he anoints the Holy Spirit to go out and. You know it's within acts is a wonderful you know the, the aspect of uh of the guys taking on the the dirt in their sandals and going from town to town right. and and explaining so um, yeah that's
2: what answer are you looking for dr Bergwald? i'm not there's <laughs> a right answer did you so say that mocking <laughs>
0: I think I did, I think you <laughs> did too.
2: Maybe a little sarcastic Maybe
0: sarcasm So the, the thing that, that, that strikes me and I don't think there is this Well, maybe there is a right answer uh, Or the right answer um, One of the things that struck me about it Is the fact that the, the church Why does the church grow? Because of the resurrection Exactly. The power of the resurrection, and this this echoes a little bit, Kevin, what you were just saying, the power of the resurrection is expressed through the, the life and the growth of the early church. We, if the resurrection hadn't happened, uh, for all sorts of reasons, Acts wouldn't have happened, obviously, yeah. but 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 even as in the sense of the growth of community.
2: But what's so interesting about that is that throughout the book of Acts, it talks about those that were scoffing, the thing that they had trouble with, was the resurrection, so that you had people that were very much wanting to embrace that idea and and accepted it and, you well, know, became followers. And mm-hmm. then those that said, there's no way you're talking nonsense, it, the thing that they were getting stuck on mm-hmm. was the resurrection. So it was- a I, d- I do
1: want to point out one thing, though, and this is a point of humor that that Dr. Bergwald did start this out by saying there really isn't no right answer. So he was trumping. There really right isn't no right <laughs> so I, answer. I, I, See? I just want you to know that yeah. right away you're setting us up. And, and you wonder why we get gun shy whenever you say oh, we become boy. guest host again. But anyway, but
0: you wonder why I ask you so infrequently. <laughs>
1: anyway. Well, anyway, I, it's it's not only there he's inspiring, but you know, it's those times that they're finding their way and finding their truths, and, and 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 realizing what they what they are being taught through the Holy Spirit. I mean, it's it's the fantastic thing of Jesus leaves them, and right. they ask, "Who are you looking for?" You know, I think that's what the, it's one of the first books, first chapters. And a friend of mine always said that that has to be the hardest and most awful question you can ever get when you see Christ, the Savior, risen, and he he leaves right. And tells them, go for it, how empty that would be. But they're filled with the Holy Spirit to move on and to go out and to sacrifice. And that's an amazing thing about Acts and, and why we need to hear it. And I, you're, you're right, why don't we hear it year-round? But it's part of the liturgical season for us to gear up through this time, to hear these words and to be challenged after our Lent and after our fasting and right. after our thing, to move on and to go on and to evangelize
2: prepares us for the ordinary time.
0: Yeah, exactly. True. Why? What, what? What do you mean by that? Well,
2: it should strengthen us and encourage us and 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 remind us that we are filled with the Holy Spirit because of the sacraments that we've received and and we have the same gifts and the same powers that the that the early church was given and. To go forth
0: Let's go forth so what, what I want to do for the the, the rest of, of of this episode is just look at some of the things that that really strike each of us some of the some of the things um, that, that really struck you uh, things that are that are crystal clear and sometimes sometimes it might be things that are in the background that that Luke as he was writing this just presume that the that the uh, readers would know about that we 20 centuries later like, yeah, you know, yeah. we, need, we need commentaries and we need to do Bible study to, to discover some, yeah. some of those things that Luke, Luke already uh, presumed. One thing, just before we get into those, some the, of the, 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 the specific things that, that, that struck the both of you, um, you know, oftentimes, I, I, one of the things that is important to me uh, to recognize and to point out is that as we're reading about, because Acts is a very exciting I mean, it's an action-packed yeah. uh, book. Um, this history, the the vibrant, the 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 growth of the early church in its early, its earliest days. It's important to point out, I think, um, that that what we read about the church that we read about in in this book is the church that we find in the 21st century. Is the Catholic Church? And now somebody might Catholics or, or other Christians might say, "Well, how can that be the case when you look at it?" and, Well have you looked around, Chris? I mean, look at the church. How can you say they're the same thing? Um, I have an answer to that, uh, which you both know that you cannot steal. But I'm curious, <laughs> how would you respond to that? If somebody said, well, well how how can the Catholic Church claim that that when you look at the, this this massive institution for good or for bad whether you think it's a great thing or, or, or an awful thing how can you say that, that that entity that that organization that institution is the same thing as the entity the institution the organization that we read about in, in in the book of acts
2: for me that was the one one of the strong compelling reasons that i decided to convert to catholicism at the age of 25 um is the fact that scripturally you can go back and everything that's done during the mass is is based on scripture, and so what that early church was doing as far as getting together to pray and and um, and
1: And the form of how they prayed. And the form
2: and how they prayed. And and it talks, in Acts, it talks about how they they read the scriptures and they did that in community and they made that a priority. That's still being done today. It's still being done today. So um, for me, because I was searching for truth, um, it all went back to the Catholic Church because that was what Jesus had established for them to do. And that's what the early church fathers did.
1: And the establishment of the church, the establishment of Peter as the leader, um, ordination. Laying out of hands, selecting the next to, to take over of the twelve, um, creating the diaconate, creating um, you know our vocations have come from here. Right. You just you can see it right. throughout Acts. Um, you see uh, also the authority of the church within there, and it's as we we've, we've alluded to before of the first ecumenical council, and what was it over? It was over issues of dealing with congregations. You know how do we how do we uh, um, answer these questions. They're, they're speaking with the power of the Holy Spirit, but yet they haven't been baptized, you know, with some things. So, so that's fascinating. So it, the, many of the issues and many of the things we do today within our liturgies Within our ordinations, within everything, is all still based here within the acts of the apostles.
0: Right, and that's—I mean—you—you—you you, you know, echoed uh, the response that I. It, it Obviously, doesn't look identical, but what oh. living thing looks identical to how it did mm-hmm. when it was, you know, newly created? I mean, we're seeing, you know the equivalent of of the, the earliest days of the human embryo, if so to speak, in Acts of the Apostles regarding the church. Mm-hmm. And if right. you looked at, you know the earliest days of a human embryo, it looks nothing like an adult human being, but it's the same organism. Right. And so that's the same mm-hmm. thing in the, the church in the first century to the 21st century, yes, it, there, are, there are some differences in appearance and so on. but the fundamental structure, the the, the DNA, is identical. It's the same organism. Mm-hmm. You know, acorn to oak tree is another an you know, often used example of that.
1: You know, and you really are given the idea, or you're given also the direction of evangelization too. I mean, in the, in the early days, of, in the early parts of Acts, it's talking about how it's they're reaching out to the Hebrew community, the, right? And and what happens is, what's where's Paul go? Or Saul and Paul, he goes to the Gentiles. He goes he goes out to Corinth, and that, and. And it's fascinating. It's 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 how they redirect themselves and their and and they see where where the Holy Spirit is leading them and the message of Jesus Christ. What, is what's
0: still them. interesting though is if you look at Paul's journeys, where does he always go first when he enters a, a new a new city though?
2: To the to synagogue. synagogue. To the yeah.
0: synagogue. And 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 it's it's it, so he's, he does start with those he knows, mm-hmm. his his Jewish brothers and sisters. Um, and, and it's not only when they reject that he will go. He does also go to the Gentiles. But he goes first into the synagogue, usually. Not always. Mm-hmm. That's not always. And obviously, we... we um, we read today as we're recording wednesday of the sixth week of easter we read about paul's uh the 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 speech he gives at the areopagus in athens Mm -hmm. in greece um so so he goes to i don't know if there was a synagogue in athens or not but what we what we read about at mass today i'm told
1: you can go when you you can actually go there and stand on the same stone that he would have stood on really yeah people mm. have been there
0: I haven't. I haven't either. Maybe you could pull
1: a radio show out there. there. Maybe Uh, maybe we'll do that. I would
2: go out there with you.
1: Can you you uh, fly us there, Kevin? I can't. No, I work for a nonprofit. (laughs) So 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 do do we. we. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Okay, enough dreaming. All right, all right. So... (laughs)
0: We can still live this out today. I know, that's what I we've know. been talking okay, about. That's true.
1: <laughs> so what are the... So <laughs> well, again, you really can. You just have to walk down to many, any park around here and start witnessing of Jesus Christ, and they're, they're going to look you at you the know, same you know, way
0: they did. Uh, right. yeah, and that, that's what struck me about it. Renee alluded to it. The response of many of the Athenians to Paul is, uh, that's really interesting. Tell us some more about that some other time. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> If you're really interested, but some of them were, and they became mm-hmm. believers. So, what are some of the things, um, as as maybe in preparation for today, or just maybe you know, if if, if like me, there are things that always um, when I read Acts, or this, especially this time of the year, the readings at mass that always episodes that always strike me. What are the, some of the things um, that that strike you about Acts?
2: One of the things that struck me. Well, there are several things, but. Um... What struck me is that the the amount of back knowledge or history that those that were evangelizing had, they knew their scripture, right. they knew the Mosaic law, they knew what they were talking about, and they were very learned in it. And so for me, there were points in there where, you know this I always felt that acts was a call to arms. it calls us to go out and evangelize, but I am not a theologian. and so it's a little intimidating mm-hmm. to think about th- these gentlemen went out and had to defend their faith to the minute you know and they were using scripture to validate what they were saying and to prove their point um but if you don't have that um it it made me realize i have more study to do. Mm-hmm.
1: I think, you know, it's beautiful about it is their understanding and their understanding of the fulfillment of Christ within how he brought uh, the Old Testament, New Testament, as the Messiah brought it together and, and inspired them. And, and much of the Acts of the Apostles, I'm always taken back by that about how sure they were and how yeah. they understood the completeness that the message has been complete and the Savior is here, both the Old and the New are together now. And, and they move forward and it's with that trust and confidence that they had that they could, in, that they would inspire and heal and, right. you know, and carry out miracles, which is, which is, uh, you know, we don't see that much today. And, but it's a, it's a powerful time of the church. And that's what's always was witnesses to me and and, and inspires me in hearing the readings of Acts during this time of Easter season. It's, it's just that, f- that fever and that passion and, and it's because of the understanding of the com- that if this is completed, you know, and, and let's face it, you know, in Bible studies and things like that, I've been a part of, they did believe the end was coming soon. Yeah, they did. Yeah, and and so so it was. Uh, there was also that kind of urgency. urgency, and passion that was going after that, especially when you look at the numbers that are converted. But uh, I was trying to think. I was trying to think. How does that relate to today? You know, everything. I think it, Mother Teresa is a great example of that. Because here she was in an obscurity, and today's media brought her to attention, and and she, her her community exploded then, and and un, they caught it and they understood it, and people followed it. Right. I I've, I I tried to how does it, how does it how does the acts how how do we see the acts being played out today? Mm-hmm. That was one example sure. I could come up with. Yep. I could, I tried coming up with others, but I think we are living in a far more distracted world. And it's, uh, I, yeah, but
0: I I, I, going back to what you said about media, I think, you know, we don't hear about it, but I think we see, there are, there are miracles yeah. that happen. I oh, mean, yeah. we, so we have all sorts of saints who are being canonized and in order for that to happen, miracles have to have happened. We just, the New York Times doesn't cover those no. things. And, you know, I mean, and that's not, I'm not slamming the Times that way. It's just, no. it's not on the radar of mainstream culture. Mm-hmm. Or and therefore, even though that. we're we might, we're faithful Catholics, we don't yeah. think a lot about the fact that those sorts of things still happen.
2: Why doesn't Why don't we as a church though talk more about those things?
1: I don't know. Why don't you? <laughs> he always throws well, it back at us. You know that I don't know
2: about them. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Maybe you should learn about them.
2: Maybe I did say that, that just a few minutes ago, didn't <laughs> yeah. I, that I had way, more to learn?
0: I, I do want to come back to that, but I think both of your, your intuitions are correct. Yes, formation is important, but that that first intuition that you had, Renee, about how, you know, the call to arms and so on, it is still that. I mean, in Acts of the Apostles, we read about the great conversion of Paul um who you know as we know so well was persecuting christians was on his way to damascus to to arrest more of them what happens he's struck he's blinded he goes into the city ananias comes um, and and he's healed and now we know that later paul would spend i think three years in in training in Mm -hmm. formation but after he's healed we read in i think acts chapter eight or nine immediately he goes into the synagogue and starts proclaiming pro, pro, proclaiming Christ immediately immediately now yes he had all that he was a he was a rabbi he was a scholar of of what we call the old testament he knew he knew his bible um so he he did have the knowledge at his disposal but he was a brand new i mean baby christian
2: but he was on fire right. i mean you know yes. you think about you think about that, the more, and, I, and I think that's what we are called to do, is the more you learn and, and the more you embrace your belief and, the, and the, the better relationship you have with Jesus, the more on fire you are. Exactly,
0: yeah. yeah. So are there any, any other uh, specific or, or particular episodes within Acts that, that stand out for either of you when you're reading them? Um, I hope so, because otherwise I'll be droning on on and no. on and on.
1: Well, you 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 scowl at me every time I turn a page
0: of the of my Bible. I've never heard somebody turn pages so loudly. I mean, how how I don't know how that happens. You
2: obviously do not allow your wife to read in bed at night. Obviously, terrible. Um, One of the things that I thought was interesting in um, Acts chapter ten was when the Gentiles received the Holy Spirit; they had not been baptized yet. Right. And I find that really interesting because in the case of <laughs> Mr. Page Turner over yeah, here. I
0: hear you, Kevin. <laughs> Go ahead,
1: Renee. Um,
2: God,
1: my Bible's other, louder than your guys's, I guess. <laughs> in <laughs> my every, Bible's louder
2: than your Bible. <laughs> yeah, yay. In every ca- in every other case, I think in scripture Prior to that, everybody was baptized first before they had received the Holy Spirit. So, right. it, th- And that right. was an issue of controversy for them.
0: Right. What's okay. interesting to me about that, you know, so often we think of Acts um, as Paul as the great apostle to the Gentiles. But it's Peter in it Acts chapter 2. Peter, 10. Peter the, again, the, the head, yeah. the prince of the apostles, who was the first to actually have this insight that, and you think about that. I mean, they, they were. This is this is post-resurrection. This is post-ascension, post-Pentecost, and the apostles are still continuing the mission to to the fellow Jewish brothers and sisters. Um, and, and but here, so so they're they're still. You know, Jesus is the Messiah, the, the Jewish Messiah, and they're proclaiming that. But there's this insight now, which was it fulfills things that they read in the Old Testament, but it's still a new insight that. No, we're to proclaim this to the Gentiles. This is for the Gentiles as well, which was not, I think, in the common understanding, at least, of of the people of the day, the the, the Jews of the day. Exactly. Kevin, anything for for you? You I'm sorry, we're out of time. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing, nothing. Okay, I'll tell you one of mine. While you're looking for up one, unless you have one handy.
1: No, I, you know, I've always, I've always felt one thing about Acts is those first conversations about the first parts of the community when they came together and shared everything.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah, and,
1: Yes. And that's part of, you know, that's part of something I've always enjoyed about that time of the church. And that's when those first Christian communities, it was, it became a very much of a social movement kind of thing. And and it was to take care of their 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 followers
0: uh, it was a community
1: yeah it was true it was and that was a very important thing and i often wondered you know and this is the research i've never done but the uh what what kind of the social economical situations all these people were in and how that dealt with and how they shared and uh and that's that's important to, for me to to always remember as I'm as we go forward. Is that that's the first foremost that the church they laid out was a sharing of all and being equal. And, and
2: the other thing that it comes that I think comes with that community, and again, it's it's important for us today too, is that community strengthens each other and they build each mm. other. You pray together, you pray for each other, um, you encourage a, encourage each other to go out. Um, I think there's strength that comes. Mm. Especially the, through
1: the persecutions as they were exactly. able to go and they were able to take on. And, and to, that's where the community was so important. Mm-hmm. And that's why I always love the beginnings of all those letters, too, and uh, to the communities of, of calling them out right. and, and encouraging them and thanking them.
0: And, and the, the whole <clears throat> one, of the, one of the things that um, strikes me about Acts, it's, it's the persecution that, that Saul was a part of that leads to the spread of the church beyond Jerusalem. So Stephen is stoned, um, and this is how it, Acts chapter 8 starts, and Saul was consenting to his death. And on that day, a great persecution arose against the church in Jerusalem, and they were all scattered throughout the region of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. And then it goes on from there. So, so now the, the, the other disciples, the apostles aren't staying in Jerusalem, but the other disciples, some of the deacons, um, are spread all over the 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 region and that's how the gospel starts spreading outside of jerusalem and that's also in chapter x uh philip uh who who's actually probably the deacon philip not the apostle philip but mm-hmm. in acts uh chapter 8 philip uh, the, the the episode with him and the ethiopian eunuch always strikes oh, yeah. me so yes. the, the, the eunuch is is a god fear he's, he's 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 not jewish but he's friendly to the Jewish religion. Um, so he, he, like, that's much as Cornelius, I think, was in Acts chapter 10. So, so the Spirit directs, the Holy Spirit directs Philip to, to approach this, this Ethiopian eunuch. And, and, and the eunuch is reading from, from Isaiah the prophet. And, and Philip says to him, do you understand what you are reading? And he said, how can I unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to come up and sit down with him. And then they go, so that, that to me is just, you know, we're so much of a can do, I can do it on my own self-improvements, you know, so, sort of society that that to me, that's a really powerful um, episode because the eunuch recognizes he's reading Isaiah and he needs someone else to teach him. You know, I, I can, I can literally read the words, but what does this do mean? Know. And that's, that's what the, that's what the church provides yeah. us. You know it, but do you know it? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, what does this mean? And how does it mm-hmm. matter to my life? Mm-hmm.
2: Do you know it and do you, you know it, but do you appreciate it? The fact that there, that we do have authority, somebody to interpret that for us and what that means. Yep.
0: Yep. We have about a minute left. Uh
2: else? <laughs>
0: you don't want to ask us
1: another unanswerable question? <laughs> so.
2: The other thing that struck me about the book of Acts is the persistence with which they evangelized. These. Mm-hmm. Uh, the apostles and the disciples were out there, and they were, they were being persecuted. Right. Yeah. And they didn't give it up.
0: And that's definitely a message for us.
1: No, I just I I'm every time I look at it, I'm still inspired by Paul's aggression and his his, his desire just to to work things out. I mean, to, what he did before, I think, drove him so hard into everything, and it was, it's just it's fascinating to watch his journey through Acts. And what he did for the church.
0: So I think you know. I continue as we're approaching the end of Easter. Uh, it would encourage you, the listener, to to read Acts and pray. How does this matter to my life today? How can I live this out in my life today? And taking you. Kevin Array, what you were saying, um, and, and taking that to heart. And with that, we'll draw this episode of Ignition to a close. Again, the email address, if you want to ask any questions about anything we discussed today, give ideas for future episodes, is cbergwald at sfcatholic.org. Also, you can find past episodes of Ignition online at the Diocesan website, www.sfcatholic.org. Thank you for listening, and may God bless you.